We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Money, 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 money. Okay, you know the songs. Hello, welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Cynthia Bryan. I'm the producer of Express Yourself. And today the theme for our show is the gift of financial literacy. Now, each week we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program Based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, Simple Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning and Leading. Now, this this week's theme is the gift of financial literacy. So we're going to be talking about the importance of educating ourselves at a young age about the financial world. Now, Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, and it's brought to you as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity. Normally, as you already know, our amazing teens are hosting Express Yourself, but today, since many of our stars from around the country are experiencing first days or second days at back to school, I am kicking off the show. But in segment two, reporter of Hope Heals, Zara will host with me for the first time. So that'll be fun. And then we're going to have Eric will be coming on in segment three. And he'll be talking about financial literacy with an economic tune-up. And then Asia will be joining us in segment four. And she'll be back and she'll be co-hosting with Zara. So the kids are coming back in the next segment. So don't go away. Now, my daughter and I co-host a program called Star Style Be the Star You Are on the Voice America Empowerment Network. And we have been doing this show live since 1998. Now, Heather Brittany penned the important chapter on financial literacy in our book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. So I thought this would be an appropriate time to read what she wrote from a young person's point of view. So this is called The Gift of Financial Literacy, and it's by Heather Brittany. And if you're interested in picking up copies of the book, you can go to starstyleradio.net and click on the Star Style store, and all monies will go to Be The Star You Are charity to increase literacy. And also, you can get autographed copies. So, the gift of financial literacy. Kids don't need allowances. At eight years old, you're not paying a mortgage or filling the car up with gas, so your biggest decision is choosing between Frosted Flakes or Cocoa Pebbles. 
Children may not need allowances, but they do need a financial education. Growing up, we had chores, lots and lots of chores, anything from vacuuming the house, cleaning toilets, to feeding the chickens, mucking the barn, pulling weeds, and mowing the lawns. My mom treated these daily tasks as our childhood occupation. An allowance was not part of our vocabulary. We were a component of a family, and each member shared in the duties of enjoying a home. Mom was teaching us a lessons in the value of work and self-sufficiency. Now, as I stated before, kids do not need money at this age, but chores are a great simulation for living in the real world. Our parents supplied all the necessities for school and daily living, but for the extras, we had to work. Instead of paying us for our chores, mom created a point system. We made a list of all the things we really wanted, and then we attached a number of points needed to attain each item. We listed prizes, great and small, like movies, a backpack, rollerblades, a bike, a train set, skis, trip to Disneyland. When we saved enough points, we were able to cash in our booty for an item with that number of points. On a bulletin board in the pantry, our points were tallied each week. Mom was teaching us that if we worked diligently without complaint, we would earn our own money. And if we saved it, eventually we would be able to afford something grand. Now, I saved my hard-earned points for five years, and then one day I cashed in my investment for a giant professional trampoline. To a child, a full-scale trampoline is comparable to an adult buying a first car or a first house. I mean, it felt amazing. Though it took five years to save enough points, it was worth the wait. It had taught me invaluable money-saving skills, and more importantly, the value of having a work ethic. I took this knowledge into my teen years, and as soon as I was allowed a work permit, I got a job. I opened a savings account at the local bank where I deposited my bi-weekly paychecks. It felt really good not having to ask my parents for money when I wanted something. It also felt really good that I had ownership of certain items because I earned the money to make the purchases myself. By the time I went to university... I had saved enough money to fund my college education almost independently. I applied for part-time jobs, and I continued to work to supplement my simple lifestyle. Research suggests that students who work at least 15 hours per week actually do better in school than peers who don't have a job. And even though it is tough at times to juggle both work and school, and the government seems to take a big chunk of our salaries, I have always felt a sensation of significance knowing that I am capable of being self-supporting. I budget and I prioritize purchases. Making my own living teaches me responsibility and offers a sense of pride. Taking advantage of coupons and discounts stretches my meager wages. So many young people I know feel entitled to money and possessions and expect their parents to foot the bill. It may have begun with receiving an allowance for not having to do anything. And to me, that is not a good model for success. It would be great to think that money and all the challenges it brings is not that important. But most decisions we make are, in fact, centered on our finances. Not a day goes by when we are not called upon to understand basic math that should have been learned in high school. Are you learning the arithmetic you need to survive in the world? No one in high school ever explained in my classes how credit cards worked or how a person made good credit or created bad credit. 
it's time to go back to basics to educate ourselves to become financially literate because money matters. My mom started working and saving when she was a child and she instilled the same kind of ethics in me. And although I still have much to learn, I'm on my way to being financially independent because of the skills I garnered as, as a child working on a point system. Over the years, my brother and I learned everything and we earned everything on our list. Today, we're grateful that the money we have accrued has arrived the old-fashioned way. We earned it. Now, here's an exercise that Heather wrote uh, called Dollar Signs. Talk with your parents about opening a savings account for you. Don't ask for or expect an allowance. Instead, offer to earn your dollars with specific chores. Take up babysitting, gardening, dog walking, sign making, or small jobs around the house or in your neighborhood. Deposit a minimum of 75% of what you earn in your savings and keep that. Clip coupons and write a budget. Start your financial education today. Learn as much as possible about investing in your future because it's never too early or too late to start saving. You'll have the satisfaction of independence and you'll develop a work ethic that will take you far in life. A penny saved is a penny earned. That's what Benjamin Franklin said. And Heather Brittany says, save today, spend tomorrow. So that was, I thought, a really great uh, story or article that Heather wrote. And it is true that the way that I raised my children was on a point system because I, I grew up on a farm and we were never given an allowance. We were all part of a family. There were seven of us. We were expected to work. And the essentials were always provided, but if we wanted anything extra, it was up to us to earn the money. And that meant that we worked on other people's ranches that, um, you know, in those days, it wasn't very much. I would get 30, 40, 50 cents a dozen for selling my eggs, which I saved. And that's what put me through college was selling eggs, driving tractor and uh, raising sheep. Uh, so that way it was an important, an important lesson that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. I have a, an acquaintance who have their children, they have always not only given them a huge allowance, they've given them credit cards to the fact that now these kids that are in college have several thousand dollars every month of credit card debt. And one of the kids actually said to the mom, you can never retire until I get social security because I, I need to keep living off you. And I thought that was a terrible statement to make because everybody really needs to learn how to be self-sufficient. And you really, you get a lot of pride from earning your own money. So for parents who are listening out there and for teens who are listening, really don't feel entitled. Don't ask your parents for money. Really go out there and get a job. You can do a lot of things without a work permit just in your neighborhood as Heather had said, you know, mowing lawns, walking, you know, be a dog walker, watering people's gardens, pulling weeds. I remember my son when he was young, he started um, a wood cutting business and he would chop wood and he would bring it to people and he got paid for that. He had a goat and he had a, a, a real goat and he called it the, uh, what was it, economically and environmentally correct weed eating and fertilizing machine and he would charge a couple of dollars 
to go to somebody's yard and have the goat eat the weeds and then he would pull weeds at the same time. Anyway, it was really gratifying for him and it was like one thing builds to the next. So the more that you can do on your own, the better you're going to feel about yourself. And the next time you want to go out shopping and you want to buy that fancy pair of uh, sneakers or that you know, that dress that you've always been eyeing or that your friends all talk about, you can do it yourself and you're not going to feel indebted to anyone. So make sure that you, uh, you get out there and you become aware. Also, by the time you get to college, you don't want to have credit cards, you don't want to have debt, and you want to know how to balance a checkbook. Very important. Well, during the break, we want you to check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. For photos, descriptions, links, and more. And then also visit our charity site at btsya.org. And watch our fun and informative videos, which we have on youtube.com forward slash be the star you are. You can also find our videos at btsya.org. And while you're there, why don't you consider making a donation to keep Express Yourself Teen Radio on the air as well as Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now stay right here with us as we're going to continue our conversation on the gift of financial literacy. And when we return, I'm going to introduce you to our newest host to express yourself, Zara. Don't go away. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and you are listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio on the Voice America Kids Network. We'll be right back. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs in general. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. 
You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and today our show is all about the gift of financial literacy. It is my pleasure to introduce to the airwaves our newest host, Zara Hassanane. Zara has been a very valuable volunteer of Be The Star You Are, and she is our reporter for Hope Peel. So today she is embarking on a new journey of doing a segment as a co-radio host. Are you excited to be hosting, Zara? Yeah, so excited, and I can't wait to start on the topic of financial literacy. Well, that's really good. Okay, well, with that, we are discussing financial literacy, and I would love to know, what does it mean to you? Have you had any courses at school that deal with money, with balancing checkbooks, budgeting, or is this something you, your parents have taught you? Um, Tell us, tell us a little bit about what you're going to talk about here with financial literacy. Yeah, well, actually, you know, I'm really disappointed because my school doesn't have any classes that have to do with finance or financial financial literacy or anything like that. And I just think that's so disappointing because, you know, we have math, we have English, and we have all these things, but we don't have a class for a real-life skill that you're going to use, you know, all throughout your life. Um, so, you know, most of my financial literacy comes from, um, probably my dad, you know, whenever he does taxes, he like makes me watch and like see what he's doing and tells me about all these benefits that he gets. Um, and I've been doing that since I was little. So that's pretty much the extent, extent of my financial literacy. But, you know, I also like to educate myself because, you know, with the internet, so many doors are open to you that you can really just learn about something like financial literacy by yourself pretty effectively. So, yeah. Well, when you say that your dad, um, you know, would would make you watch, I mean, did he just start explaining this to you at a young age? Were you turned off by it? Were you intrigued by it? Did he explain it like in simple terms with, you know, you know, using math things like, gee, if you add this and you subtract that and this is how much money you have left over? I mean, how did yeah. he actually go about it? Yeah, like exactly how you said, like when I was little and I was just learning how to add and subtract and multiply and stuff like that, you know, he said, okay, here's a real life application of what you're learning in, you know, elementary school right now. And then as I got older, you know, I used to think of it as just something that was kind of useless. It was like, you know, I don't do taxes. Why should I care? But then once I grew older, I was like, okay, yeah, I get the point of this because I'm going to have to do this eventually. And like, this is an important skill to have. And like, even though it might not be like that glamorous when you're little or anything, it's like you know, you learn the importance of it as you get older, I think. And it's a skill that you really need to build um, well, in order to fully grasp. Yeah, obviously it's critical because without money, you can't get anywhere. You know, I mean, this is why yeah, we're saying money, money, money. I mean, it's not that you're money hungry. It's just that we, if we're not, it's like anything. If we're not educated about finances, we're not going to know where money comes from, how how we can grow our money and how to use it. So were you ever given a, a budget or in your family, did you have allowances or was there, you know, did you open accounts? Tell us how, how it worked. Yeah. Well, we never had allowances, which, you know, I used to think it was like, Oh, why would you give your kids an allowance? Like they don't need money. But now that I think about it, I think it would have been a good idea because it's like, you know, at such a young age, you're teaching kids how to manage their own money, even if it's $5, you know, like, if they can manage that well, if they decide to save their money, that's such an important skill that even like a lot of adults don't have. So like, you know, I kind of wish that we did get allowance when we were little. Um, but yeah, um, mostly just the tax thing is how I learned. Um, I think, yeah, that's about it. But I do think that allowance and stuff is really important. And like, 
teaching your kids that from a young age. Well, let's talk about, I want to talk about allowance because I also did not give my kids allowance because I, my feeling was that we're all part of a family unit and everybody works. And what a kid's work is, is being part of the family unit. So, you know, you have to fold clothes, you, you mop, you vacuum, everybody pulls their weight. But we did have a point system whereby uh, the kids could earn uh, extra things and then they could get the things they want. But what I do like what you said is that if you are going to give an allowance, that you would educate your child on what to do with it. Like, okay, so you're going to have for every dollar that you get, how much are you giving to charity? How much are you saving? How much are you spending? How much, you know, what are the, where are the different buckets that they go in? Because that would help. That would help. But there are, do you, don't you know kids though that feel entitled or that they get allowances and then they use it, you know, they just spend it. They're not, they're not being financially uh, savvy. They're just wasting their money. Do you, do you have friends like that? Or I mean, maybe yeah, not friends, definitely, but. definitely. Like, you know, people expect that after every good deed that they do, that they need, you know, some kind of money or some kind of reward, which I just think is stupid because it's like, it takes, you know, the glory out of doing good deeds. Um, and like the point of doing good deeds, but like, you know, I think at the same time, if you don't really introduce a kid to like the concept of, you know, they earn their money, then like later on in life, they're not going to know how to manage it. Like, and cause it's, you know, something completely new. It's a completely unique skill that, you know, you don't really encounter like outside of, and, you know, and it is really sad, isn't it, that it isn't offered in schools. I, 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 it, my kids never had it either. I really think it would be fantastic to have a class and how to balance a checkbook, how to write a check, you know, how, what it means to deposit money in an account or to invest in anything. Now, I'm sure that your dad probably invested, invests in stocks or something. Did he ever um, talk to you about that or show you those kind of balance sheets? Yeah, well, actually, my dad was really into stocks in, like, the early 2000s. Um, he used to, you know, he took, like, stock classes and stuff and all, all that kind of stuff. And my, like, I, I was really little when this was all happening. And all I remember is that, you know, he'd, like, put me on the couch and, like, we'd watch, like, the stocks on TV. Um, and, like, you know, he'd call me his good luck charm. But then as oh, I grew older, <laughs> yeah, and then. As I grew older, you know, I asked him, I was like, oh, like, I remember you were, like, really into stocks and stuff. Like, tell me about that. And so he, like, told me some basics and stuff. And I thought it was really interesting. So I think, I don't know, like, once you expose a child to that, I think they, it sparks an interest in them. And then, you know, they go out and pursue more knowledge by themselves, which I think was really important. Well, um, what what about saving for college? Because these days, most people do want to get a college education, whether they started at a community college and then go on to a four-year college, or they go to a trade school. Everything costs money. So they have these 529 plans out there now. Yeah. Uh, how, have you been exposed to these? Are, is this something that is talked about in your household on how you're going to save money for college? Are you expected to save some money or to get a job? Yeah, well, you know, my, like, parents don't push me that much on that kind of stuff because, I don't know, I guess they want me to, like, make the decision myself. But I have decided that, you know, it's really important to get a job. And a lot of kids get jobs to save for college and, you know, think that saving is enough, but they might not know that there's, like, tax benefits, too. And, like, 
these 529 plans, like basically what they do is they provide you with a bunch of federal tax benefits if like you're using it to save for college. And like sometimes the savings can be tax free too. Um, And like the only like little catch for that is that um, there's like a 10% penalty tax um, if you use the money for anything else besides college. But I think once you know about this sort of stuff, it kind of opens doors to like even more information. It gives you the hope that you can manage money more effectively. And that's kind of what I want to gain out of, you know, getting a job and like learning how to save up and stuff like just so I can, you know, learn how to be my actual own person instead of depending on people for the rest of my life. If you have to depend on somebody, you feel really like indebted to them. Now, one thing that we're seeing a lot, Zara, and right here on our radio show, Express Yourself Teen Radio, two of our radio personalities, um, Hart Main and Asia Gonzalez, they both won the National Teen Entrepreneur of the Year. They They were in the top five, and then they took the two top spots. So we're very proud of our two teens taking the top spots. Wow, and they, yeah. they got $15,000 scholarships each for their college. Wow. Uh, yeah, and they're both our reporters, so pretty cool. But do you think that more young people are becoming more interested in financial matters and they're becoming a little more financially savvy? Um, you know, Because I think it's something that they have to do on their own. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, for one thing, even if you like don't want to be like an entrepreneur or something like it really helps you just as an average consumer because you know how to save, you know, what the better deal is, et cetera. Um, and like you can retire well and even earlier because you're a smart saver and you can stay out of debt and just avoid those problems that can like, you know, really bring your hopes down a lot. And like, I think people think of some like hotshot investment banker or something as being like the epitome of financial literacy, but they don't realize that even like, Nonprofit organizations and charities like BTSYA like can't succeed if you can't manage money and you don't if you're not financially literate because like if you want to help people you need to know how not to waste um, so that you know the people that you're trying to help don't waste their time you know well Zara we're down to our final minute right now so I want you just to kind of give us wrap it up with like a word of wisdom that you think would be good for all teens out there when it comes to financial literacy. What would you like to say to, um, to any of the teens who are listening on how they can become more financially literate and help themselves to be successful? I think, you know, financial literacy isn't necessarily something that you're going to learn in school or anything, but it's such an important skill to have and you're going to encounter it every single day of your life. Um, and you know, I think the best method is to use the internet, to use social media and stuff like that to really educate yourself because there are a lot of resources that are just really helpful, helpful, especially for, you know, teenagers. Um, so yeah, I think that's really important. And I think too, also talk to your, talk to your parents, especially if they, you know, if they were good at saving and, you know, and, uh, and providing, they would have some information. Well, thank you so much, Zara, for yeah, sharing this important information. And I just also want to announce, don't forget that Be The Star You Are will be having a great booth at Pear and Wine Festival on September 26th. You can meet Zara there and other radio personalities. Yay, Yay in person. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsors, Brooke Olbrey's Children's Success Unlimited, Verbrugge Construction, and the La Mirinda Weekly for helping us orchestrate this. And for more information, visit starstyleradio.net. Click on events. I'm Cynthia Bryan, producer of the show. 
And Zara is uh, looking forward to meeting you at the Pear Festival, right, Zara? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It'll be okay. great. <laughs> so, so during the break, visit the radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. We'll be back in the next segment with Eric, who is filling in for his brother Alex, and we're going to have an economic tune-up. Do not go away. Great job, Zara. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Cynthia Bryan, producer of the show, and I'm filling in as a host. Today's topic is the gift of financial literacy. Financial literacy is increasingly critical to understand, as we found out with Zara. But to help us learn a little bit faster is Eric Palakos. He is our reporter for AppRap. And today he is filling in for his brother Alex with economics tune-up. Hi, Eric. Tell us what financial literacy really means. Hi. Well, financial literacy clearly means different things to different people. It can range from the most basic knowledge, for example, what a bank account is and what an interest rate is, all the way to sophisticated knowledge of financial markets and different investment vehicles. It's not the same as just having basic math skills. In other words, there's more to it than to be able to go into a store and decide which is the better deal. Buy two and get one free or a 40% off deal. It turns out 40% off is the better deal. Nevertheless, basic math skills are clearly important if we are trying to make the best use of our money. 
I think for our purposes, all we need to know is that financial literacy is our ability to use some basic financial knowledge to make good financial decisions. And by good financial decisions, I mean decisions that make sense with regards to using our money wisely. Here's the thing. Studies show that Americans who are not financially literate are less likely to invest their money wisely. They are less likely to save and plan for the future. At the same time, they're more likely to rely on high-cost methods of borrowing, such as credit cards, where the outstanding balance can cost you from 14% to even 22% annually. Think about that. In a world where you can't even earn 1% in a savings account, your credit card company will charge you up to 20% or more on any outstanding balances. Now, unfortunately, financial illiteracy is not only widespread, but is particularly severe among specific groups of the population, including people aged 18 to 25. Only 7% of high school students can be considered financially literate. These statistics are troubling because young people need to understand how to make wise financial decisions before, not after, they are faced with life-changing decisions. For example, the biggest decision is whether or not to invest in higher education. Recently, the cost of education has increased rapidly. So young people who pursue debt or who pursue degrees often start their careers with substantial amounts of debt. However, there's many blue-collar professions such as plumbers, electricians, and mechanics that pay a higher salary than many college majors. Financial literacy is a must for a young person to help make the decisions. For some, choosing a four-year college could turn out to be a financially bad decision. Let's face it. In today's world, there's thousands of companies who are striving for your business. Credit companies want you to use your cards, banks want to lend you money, and car companies are luring people with promises of no money down and interest-free payments. A person has to have some basic financial literacy just to make sense of all this. Wow. You know, you hit on some really important uh, points there that I want to discuss. But do you think, Eric, that financial literacy is more prevalent among specific groups of people, or tell me more there. Uh, That's a good question, and unfortunately the answer is not too nice, and there's some clear data on that. Um, As far as the data shows, women, African Americans, Hispanics, and individuals with low educational opportunities tend to have very poor levels of financial literacy. So Mm -hmm. as far as the other groups, they would tend to have more you know, we were just, I was just talking, Zara and I were on the uh, segment before, and she was saying how in schools there are no classes on financial literacy at all. So that's really sad that the schools are not educating young people at all about how to, you know, balance a, a checkbook or write a check or what it even means. And now you're talking about this credit card debt. Do a lot of young people have credit cards because then they're going to have to worry what the cost is and what if they don't pay them off every month? (laughs) Well, surprisingly, yes. Actually, about 76% of all college undergrads have at least one credit card. And even more surprising, Uh perhaps, is 48% of these have four or more cards. Then 35% of these students aren't paying their card in full each month, so now they're also paying the high interest rate on those outstanding balances. So basically, a lot of undergrads who are already in debt from their degree are just getting into more debt with their credit cards. You know what I think so sad about that is, and I believe you might know better now uh, because you are on campus, but for so many years, these credit card companies would come to the campuses and they would set up these booths and they would offer a free t-shirt if you signed up. And that's how people got three or four cards, right? 
And then <laughs> I haven't, haven't experienced anything like that recently, but 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 that's what I was going to say. I think it's been outlawed now on campuses that you can't. I don't know if it's across the whole U.S., but I think at least in California, you can't. They're they're not letting the credit card companies on campus anymore. Have you experienced that? I uh, have. Perhaps I've experienced that laws, and I haven't seen a single credit card company doing that, which yeah. is a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. No. And the reason was is because of what you said is that that these the kids were graduating with so much debt they could never get out of it. Now, when if somebody really needs to be financially literate to make a decision about going to college, when should they start learning about finance? I mean, I believe you should start learning as a child and parents have a responsibility to kind of instill that idea of money, but is there is there a, a, a particular method that you think is better? Um well, many experts feel that the foundation should be taught to all high school students, which is the prime time to be, because that's when people are thinking about college. Um, personally, I think that high school also is definitely the time. And even though it's not being taught in the schools, there's a number of YouTube videos and plenty of things out there that will help anyone become financially literate if they take the six hours out of their day to watch all the videos and pay attention. Well, it seems like that would be a really um, smart thing to do is to get some, you know, to get some education about it because of the schools, you know, I don't know how many schools are teaching it. I know in our area, the schools are not teaching it and you would think that they really, you know, they should be. Now, were you taught anything in your school when you were growing up? Uh, not at none whatsoever. <laughs> not, not at all. So how did you not learn? How did you learn um, uh, about it? Um, I, I guess I'm still learning. Um, a lot of this, I mean, for throughout college, I've been taking math and economics, which is somewhat financial literacy, but a lot of this stuff doesn't apply to day to day stuff. But Khan Academy produces a six hour segment of YouTube videos that really I thought is very helpful. It teaches you about loans, basic payments, basically all the stuff you would expect a high school class to teach you. You know, uh, that sounds like, do you have a website for that? Or you just Google I, it? You I just don't. Google it? Yeah, I, I would just, I would Google Khan Academy and basics of finance or something, and it might something pop like up. That. Well, yeah. you know, at the beginning when you were talking about financial literacy, you were talking about just going into a store and deciding which is the better deal. And I thought that was really interesting because so many places now it's buy two and get one free. Oh, and very often you don't need the third one, you know, or you don't even need the second one or get a 40% off deal. And you said that the 40% off deal is a better deal. So how would somebody go about figuring out what is the better, uh, better deal? Are they adding, I mean, they just really need to know simple addition and subtraction, right? Yeah, it's just basic, basic algebra. And I think if you people who have gone to middle school or high school should be able to calculate that. Now, were you given an allowance when you were a kid? Um, I can't recall, but I never really had too many expenditures. Though the reason we're asking is I, I never gave my kids an allowance. And Zara's family, she never got an allowance, but she made a point that it's probably a good idea for kids to learn the value of uh, a dollar or the value of spending money at an early age. 
And even if it is, if you just give a little bit and, uh, you know, and say, okay, now what are you going to do with it? Because I'm sure you probably have acquaintances that abuse the, you know, the, it's the bank of mom and dad, <laughs> I guess we could call it, right? There's, yeah. the, bank of, there's the bank of mom and dad. And uh, some kids never want to get away from that bank of mom and dad. So um, what do you, what, what, do your friends, do you guys talk about things like this from time to time? Um, I don't think I've ever talked about finances with my friends, but the allowance is definitely an interesting concept, and I think that's a great way of giving kids a sense of budget at an early age. Um, yeah. In many kids' scenario, though, not having an allowance and having to ask their parents for stuff, they usually say, no, we're not going to get this. It's not worth it. And then I think that gives kids a good sense of, but I mean... Maybe when they're older, they'll say, oh, look, I can buy all these cool things that I never could have. But in my scenario, it says, oh, all these things are pretty much wasteful. I'm not going to do that. I agree. You know, um, I, my, we just had a point system where the kids decided what are the things they wanted. Like if they wanted rollerblades or they wanted to go to the movies or they wanted a trip to Disneyland, they had the points. And when they reached certain points, they could cash them in and then they could, you know, get the whatever it was that they wanted. And it, it's interesting because... Uh, I was just going through my daughter's room, cleaning it up, and I found a bunch of her unused points in a zippered <laughs> thing, and it was really cute, and she had a little wish list there of the th next things that she wanted, but you know, it taught a, a, a great lesson because they actually learned how to save, they were saving their points for things that they wanted, which is like saving your pennies. Well, this has been really fascinating, Eric, and it's so good to have you back on the show and I hope that you'll um, come back again with us soon. Do you want to just add a little final comment, you know, before we wrap this segment up? Um, I guess my final comment would be that if anyone has the time, they should definitely look into learning this on their own because it's not out in the schools, but it's everywhere on the Internet. If you just take the time to look and learn, it's yeah. not hard and it's not complicated. Thank goodness for the Internet these days. There's so much we can learn. You know, get rid of the crap and just learn some of the good things. So financial literacy is one of them. Well, thank you, Eric, for this very valuable information. And hopefully we'll all be a bit better with our money after learning this. Again, learn more about the Pear Festival at starstyleradio.net. Click on events. And then during the break, check out our charity site, BTS, uh, btsya.org which is Be The Star You Are. We're a 501c3 literacy and positive media charity. And just stay right here with us. We're going to continue our conversation, and Asia will be on with us next. Eric, thank you so much for coming on. Don't be a stranger. <laughs> thank you for having me. I look forward to coming on again. Okay, thank you. Stay there. Back in a bit. They say you can't change the weather, but we already have. And if we've changed it for the worse, let's change it for the better. Tune in to The Climate Opportunity, a two-hour special hosted by Beth Green and Dr. Grant Dean. Expert guests, Professor Scott Denning, Chef Laura Steck, video journalist Peter Sinclair, and Kelsey Wirth of Women Out Front will share how we can improve our lives while improving our weather. Listen on Inside Out Radio, Tuesday, November 11th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Presented by Inside Out Radio and Voice America. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. 
You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. At 13, you are just starting to become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 13 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through ready for what's next. Life at 13, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids Channel. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Well, welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I am Cynthia Bryan, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of literacy. And as you know, I am the producer of Express Yourself and Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm just subbing today as a host, but our regular host, Asia Gonzalez, is back with us in this segment, and she's going to be talking about her views on finances and of course as we all know she has just been one of the top entrepreneurs of the year uh, she won a big fifteen thousand dollars scholarship we are so proud of you asia congratulations once again thank you so much it was a huge honor and i was super excited when i got it <clears throat> and really the gift of financial literacy is what helped me get that award because i was able to understand how to run a business after running it for about four years, I finally, you know, got recognized for it, and it was a great feeling. And when I heard about what the subject was going, uh, the topic was going to be this week, I was like, "Oh, that'd be a great segment for me to talk about how to deal with finances." And you know, even during your teenage years, it's something scary. And when you when you get into an adult, it's not much different because you're handling something that's just so delicate. So when I looked up the actual definition for financial literacy, it's the ability, I summarized it a little bit, the ability to understand how money works in the world, how you earn it, how you manage it, how you invest it, how you use it to help others, a.k.a. donating. So, I like it. Yeah. And then I just came up with a bunch of uh, points to talk about. 
uh, with each of those sections in that definition, and I want to go through it so everybody can just like hear just the basic. So the question came up, how do you earn money? Easy, get a job, right? Well, yes and no. Instead of thinking, I need a job, think, how can I create a job? Entrepreneurism, entrepreneurism is sprouting in today's economy, so what better way to make money than to create a business of your own? The benefits, you may ask, well, one, you have something that is entirely yours. You yourself have created this business into existence, so kudos to you. Two, how are you doing some, you are now doing something that you enjoy. Think about it. Would you decide to do something out of your own free will if it wasn't at least a tad bit exciting to you? I would guess no. As well as creating a job for yourself, think about this. Let's say you've grown your business to the point where you're no longer conducting product experiment, experiments that are potentially dangerous and not to mention messy in your parents' basement. You are now a self-sufficient individual who needs employees to boss around. Now you need to hire people. What have you just done? You created even more jobs. This makes the economy go round. More people who have jobs, the more money to be made, thus the more money to be spent, and ergo more money floating around in the nation's economy. Now, here comes the most convicting question when it comes to money. How do you manage your money? Yes, you can cringe on that question because I just did too. Now, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to pass on wisdom about how to manage your cash. I'm in no place to be giving rules out on how to spend wisely, trust me, but let's face it, we're all bad at spending money. I see that yummy cup of coffee or that adorable flannel that I obviously just have to have. And we, got, we all get those urges to spend money on things that we really don't need. A tip is to be practical, to prioritize. Ask yourself, if I buy this, how often will I use it? Will I think about using it often? How long do I plan on keeping it? Or will it get stuffed into, into some dark corner of other lonely ignored things that I've bought but forgot about? It's about necessities and the essentials. It's okay to splurge. You know, you're allowed to do that, but try not to do it too often. And I know it's difficult, but it's a concept worth living by because it'll help you a lot. Finally, here's a question everyone loves about money. How do I make more money? A good tip is to invest. Why invest? Certain things can raise in value. A collectible car, a sports team, a business. Here's some words of wisdom from someone I knew who gave me a lot of my knowledge when it came to business. Uh, he said, a CEO of a big company isn't rich because he owns a company. He is rich because he owns most of the shares of the company's stock. And not only does he own stock in his own company, he has the ability to buy shares and own a portion of another company's stock. And this can go on and on and on. And that is how money is made through investments and just made in general when you're trying to uh, just build up your, uh, your cash. By buying, selling, keeping stock, it's all a huge cycle. And last but not least, donating makes us feel good inside, right? Of course, you're helping someone in need. It's what we fellow humans do for each other. You have plenty of options. Whatever PSA that tugs at your heart will be the one you decide to, to give to, possibly. I myself have my company that supports my nonprofit organization called She Is Worth It, which is a preventative awareness campaign against child sex trafficking, and that is the philanthropic side to the company. And everyone has an opportunity to help another out. I heard this from a fellow coworker. I gave you $10 and he gave you 20 The thing is he had 200 while the 10 was all that I had. It's about giving out of compassion. It doesn't matter how much or what you give, you are thinking about that person or organization that you help. That's what's important. So being aware of what you're doing with your money and being aware how you're wanting to build it 
and just everything else is what gets you through being in kind of responsible with your money. Understanding what you're doing with it, how it's building, what are you doing to build it, and what are you doing that's making it, you know, go down. How do you replenish it? How are you making your money disappear? Are you making bad money choices? Or is it just you have so many bills that you just can't keep up? You know, what do you need to cut out of your life that will take too much money? Or if you have enough money to where you feel like you have a surplus, what are you going to do with that money in a positive way? Well, I love it the way that uh, you talked about all the different tips and how, you know, how to be practical and prioritize and all of this. But I want to go back to your own personal experience because you are a top teen entrepreneur of 2015, which is so exciting. And you started your business when you were, was it 10? Yeah, 10 or 12? I was, I was 13 when I started 13. my business. Okay, so you were 13 when you started your business. Did you know about money or have anything about that? Or was this something that you learned along the way? Did your parents sit down? Tell, tell us how you got started. I really didn't know anything about how to manage money, what you did with money, how in the world did you get it, otherwise hiring, uh, being hired for a job. That's all I knew about money. But as I started to get further into running my business about a year after that, you know, um, I was starting to get more aware of how I handled finances and how I would handle the money that I'd been getting from owning my business. And it just came from working with my parents uh, throughout that journey, they would give me pointers. They would talk with me. This is how stuff works. This is how you use it to grow your company. And this is what happens uh, when you not when you don't make smart choices with your company. That your money will diminish if you don't make the smartest choices. And you that'll happen because that's just the way of life. You'll make mistakes, and that's okay. But unless you learn from those mistakes. It, it's not going to get any easier. But once you do learn how to manage your money, um, how to uh, really understand how to use it like I did, now that I am older, I understand more. Just going through the motions of owning a business for at least four, uh, four years, I've learned a lot more than I thought I ever would just going to school. Well, Asia, did you start with, did your parents take you to the bank and you opened a bank, uh, you know, an account? Mm -hmm. And and did they tell you like, okay, you should learn to uh, put so much in, save so much, put so much back into your business, donate Mm -hmm. so much? Did you have like little pots that you decided to do or how did you actually do it in the beginning? We did that. We opened a bank account. My parents helped me out by putting in some of their 401k they set a foundation for the business to grow upon and once we started making money we decided what portions should go where so we decided okay we're going to have a portion of the company's profits go towards donating to the nonprofit that we have attached to the company and then we're going to put some into savings as much as we can and then that tiny bit of money left is for you to splurge on for yourself And we opened the bank account that was uh, under my parents' name because I was a minor. Um, So they would kind of keep me in the loop. They would say, hey, this is what's going on with the money. We're putting this there, putting this there. What do you think about it? Do you think there needs to be put more into the donation aspect or the savings aspects? Do you think you're getting okay um, amount for your personal spending? And we would go over that and we would, and if, 
something needed to happen where there needed to be put more into the company, we would figure out why that needed to happen and how we can get it to the point where we didn't have to put so much back into the company because we wanted did you to... Find, did you find, Asia, that you quit splurging as you because it was your money? Mm-hmm. And, because right. I once you realize, so. yeah, once you realize that you're working so hard, you're thinking, well, why would I spend all of it at once when I, I'm working so hard to gain that money? That's... Right. It's, like everything is, you can spend your money in a split second and then I even realize it. So you've got to be aware. Like I wasn't at first, but the more I got into it, the more I learned how to, how to not splurge and the smarter I became with my money. Well, way to go. Well, thank you, Asia, for sharing your story and your tips. And as always, you inspire others. Congratulations on your great award because I think you have the opportunity now to, to really inspire and motivate other teens to be financially literate. Um, I really hope that, uh, that kids listening will take some of your advice. As always, all good things will come to an end, and this show gave us an in-depth look at the power of financial literacy. So watch your dollars, and your dollars will watch over you. And this show has been produced by Star Style Productions and myself, and it's been a pleasure co-hosting with the teens today. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and Be The Star You Are Charity brings you this radio show. I want to give a shout-out to our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, Nick. And, you know, thank you to all the teens of Express Yourself who are so amazing. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I am Cynthia Bryan, and this is the first time I've hosted <laughs> and I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative com- community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be financially literate, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself go